All right. Well, good morning, everyone. We are going to start a look about reaching out to other people. How many of you have ever said something nice to somebody that you didn't have? One, two, three people. All right, you guys are kind of spread out, but I kind of want you to do this. So, even if you have to holler, I want you to look at somebody in the room around you and say something nice about them. Okay? Bringing out God's colors in the world. 
is not a secret. We're supposed to be going public with it. We are light bearers, torch bearers. We're not meant to stay hidden. We're not meant to stay in one place, but we're meant to bring the light to where, where do you need light the most? The darkness. So, I started researching and I found out in 1936, Carl Diem, with the Olympics in Berlin that year, helped create the tradition that many of us know today of the torch making its way from Greece, where they originally first held the ancient Olympic Games, to wherever the Olympics are currently being held at that time. And the torch's journey involves numerous re-ray runners, torch bearers of all different kinds of people to complete the journey. And so, people hand it off. Not just one person is expected to help the light reach everywhere it has to go. Now, that kind of reminded me, we talk about how the light that's on display, the Olympic flame, is like a city on a hill to me. When I thought about this relay race, it kind of reminded me, the Bible tells us that we as Christians are in a race, right? We're here, awaiting the second coming of Christ. But as we're doing that, We are carrying the flame forth. Passing the torches along. Carrying that light to the very ends of the world. You know, when they're doing that journey for the Olympic flame, it's not as simple as we're starting in Greece and we're going to wherever it is. Like the first time it ever made the journey, it started in Greece and ended up in Berlin. But our goal for our flag, our torch, is to make it throughout the ends of the world. Like it says in Acts 1.8, to be my witnesses from Judea and Samaria to the very ends of the world. We are to come and take that light so that all may know, that all may feel the presence of the Lord, to be able to live in the light of Christ. And so, I mentioned earlier, it was Youth Sunday. And so as adults, we are in the position of being able to prepare them. We are, I said, it's a relay race. And a lot of our youth in the church are getting to the point they're ready for us to challenge them to take that light and shine it into the world where they are. Some of our children, they're seven, eight, but when they go to school, they're telling people about who? Jesus. Paul had even told Timothy, you know, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. But take the word. Do what you're told. You've been trained. And in fact, we're going to look at 2 Timothy. But this time we're going to look at chapter 3. 
starting with verse 10. And we'll actually read over to verse, uh, chapter 4 too, but 2 Timothy, chapter 3. Paul's talking to Timothy here, and he says, You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution, suffering. What kind of things happened to me in Antioch? I found them in Lystria, and the persecutions I have endured. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evil men and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you... Continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you've learned it, and how from infancy, as a child, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may come thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give this challenge. Before we read it, let me think this. We're to relay race, right? This is what we're relaying. We're in 2 Timothy. We started in verse 3, or chapter 3, verse 10, and we're reading all the way to 4, 8. So just follow along. He's giving a charge, and he says this. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They'll pay attention to the things that make them feel better about the decisions and choices they've made. It goes, they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardships, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearance. This journey of being a torchbearer, of lighting this thing, of fighting this good fight, involves steps for us. Steps for us to be able to teach the youth so that they can continue on this relay until we finally reach the end. And so in order for us to be able to pass it along, we need to be aware of what we're doing. Steps to teach them so that they can teach others. So we're going to basically look at three steps today. First critical step is to inform yourself with the Word of God. Paul was telling Timothy, You know the Bible, you've been taught the Bible since you were a child. 
now use it. He said it was good for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and for training. Use the word. So inform ourselves of the word. For the word is what helps light our flame. Using that word is what keeps it lit. What tends the fire. Because if we don't tend to fire, we just let it sit. Sometimes what happens? It goes out, right? So if knowing the word is what lights our flame, using the word in our lives is what keeps that fire going. And finally, keep your eyes to what lies ahead. Towards finishing the race, Paul said, if I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race. We have a destination, an end goal in mind. And when we are teaching and passing along that, we need to be sure to encourage not only ourselves, but those who we are teaching our children. So that they don't just do it for a little bit, but that they continue until the end. So the first step is to light your torch, to light the flame. Now, how many of us may have ever found ourselves surprised by what we've been able to recall? A nursery rhyme or song from our childhood or from years ago, something that we thought we had forgotten. But then when we stop to think about it, we what? We remember it, right? I once had an opportunity to see a little skit. This man comes out on the stage, and he starts out a phrase, simple like, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall, yeah. And he proceeded to go through things like that. He went through some song lyrics. And people were able to say those things. They were finishing them. Sometimes people shouting out the answers were crazy. The noise was so deafening. But then the guy started quoting scriptures. And he started off the ones that most everyone knows when we're quoting scriptures. You know, when the pastor starts saying, and we're like, I know that, and we all start repeating along. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever what? Believeth in him. And but the devil is who this guy turned out to be. And he kept going. With scriptures. And they got to the point where he was the only one saying some of these scriptures. Because we don't know the whole Bible, do we? Are we memorized? Have we memorized the whole Bible? But that is why it is so important for us to 
to be studying the word and teaching the word to the children if they're going to continue on in this race with us. Because even the devil knows the word of God. In fact, the devil knows the word of God better than a lot of Christians. And if we are going to combat the forces of this world and the one in control, the devil, we need to be educated in his words so that he cannot use it against us. And get educated in the word of God so that the devil can't use it against us. Play mind tricks. Play mind tricks. He was once the fallen angel. He knows it. Yeah, he was once an angel. That's why he knows the Bible. There's more to knowing the Bible, though, being able to quote the scriptures. I mean, because if that's all it took, then even the devil would be okay. Even the devil would be good, but there's more than this ability to quote scriptures and being a Christian and being a believer and having that plain life. We must know what they mean. We must be able to understand what the Bible tells us. We not only need to be able to quote the scriptures, but know what those scriptures mean when we're quoting them. And we are using them as a witness tool. And we say the scripture to somebody and they go, well, what does that mean? We are not going to impress them or be able to influence them to rely on God. We don't know what we're talking about. Society today sees Christians as large as hypocrites. It's because they don't fully understand what they claim to believe in. They say one thing and do another because they don't fully understand what they believe. They don't fully understand what they believe because they don't fully understand his word. And they don't fully understand his word because they only know what they're being told and not what they're finding out for themselves. And that comes from reading the word of God and studying his word and getting to know his word. God's word is a light into itself. It says in his Psalms, the word is a lamp into my feet. For my path, right? We need to know what it does. The Bible teaches us how to live our lives. It gives us the guidelines to follow, and it tells us what should be praised and what should be rebuked. It's the rules and instructions for living. If we are to set an example, if we are to teach the children to continue on in this relay, if we are to show others how God. And we need to make sure that the example we are setting, the reflection that we are showing, is indeed truly godly. So we lit our torch by the word of God, by understanding what it means. But it's even more than understanding. The next thing we have to do is actually put it into use. It's like a scientist who learns what makes flame, right? We can tell somebody that fire needs oxygen to live, right? But to use that, you need to make sure that the fire gets what? Oxygen. If you ever were to 
put a lamp, a candle, and then cover it even with a glass jar, what would happen? It would go out. We know that it would need oxygen to live, but we disregarded it. We didn't use that knowledge to ensure that the flame stayed lit. And that's with the word of God that we have to use it. We have to use it in our own lives. People cannot follow an example they do not see, just as they cannot follow light that they do not see. It is not merely enough to set an example by showing it. We must also tell people about it, so that they may know for their own selves. We set the example, but then we give them the knowledge to be able to go out on their own. Making sure that they are, too, are educated in the Word of God. The world is full of those who need to know about God and the love God has. Now, when the Olympic torch starts making its journey, it's given a timeline. They calculate it very carefully how long it should take to reach the final destination. We don't know when the end of our race is. But the Bible warns us that it will come in a week and a night. We will not know. So we are to be prepared all the time. So informing others as many as possible. James 1.22 says this, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Don't just listen to the word. It's great to soak it in, to listen to it. But you have to do what it says. There's a story of a CEO who was going on an extended vacation. And so, while he was going to be gone for an extended period of time, he left detailed letters of how the businesses was to continue to run. Things that they should do, things they shouldn't do. How to keep things going. What to do if this happened, what to do if that happened. But sadly, when the gentleman came back, the business was in a complete state of disrepair. He gathers together those he had put in charge, and he says, what in the world happened? Did I not give you the letters? Did you not get them? And they reply, oh yeah, we got those. We read them every day sometimes. We developed groups into studying them so that we could learn what they mean. We talked about them. We had discussions on them. We had book studies about them. And he looks and goes, but did you do any of it? Or did you just read it? They got so caught up in reading but they had forgot that reading goes hand in hand with putting it in action and using it. A torch was normally carried around so that you could light 
your pathway. And they would even have things along the way on your journeys where you would use your torch to light it. But if you just carried your torch, the only thing you're going to light is the path in front of you at that particular point. You have to use it to be able to light the way for those who come behind. As we celebrate our youth, our challenge is to remember to be lighting the way for them so that they can continue with their torch and continue lighting the way for others. See, we live in a world today where a lot of people are only concerned about themselves. What's in it for me? The me generation, as it's being called. People won't do something if they aren't getting something out of it in return. But the thing is, is we too, when we are lighting the way, are working towards a group. Matthew 5, 12 says, Rejoice and be glad, because great is the reward in heaven. John 3, 16 tells us that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have what? Eternal life. Matthew 16, 27 even says that we shall be rewarded according to what each one of us has done. There's a reward in store for us as well. For those who continue the fight, for those who continue the race, who light the way and teach others. 1 Corinthians 3.8 says, The man who plants, the man who waters, have one purpose, and each will be awarded according to his own labor. And then verse 14 of 1 Corinthians 3 says, If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. So the point is to train it, to make it strong. Bible tells us train a child in the way he should walk. And when he is older, he will what? Not depart from it. Our challenge is to help train them, whether they're our children or the children we interact with on a daily basis. The challenge is to train them up in the ways they should go. That way, when they're an adult, we can continue to encourage them, but know that they are capable continuing on in the ways in which they have been taught. That they have the word of God as their foundation. As their guide. And that they are equipped to live by it and to use it in their lives. To light a candle, one must have a flame. For Christians, that flame is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to us when we ask Him. When we take what we know from the Bible, the knowledge that we have, the Holy Spirit lets us understand it, and he allows us to use it. What good is our torch if it's not bright enough to even penetrate the darkness? We need to fan it into a flame, not this flickering light, but this blazing fire. Our light grows brighter as we put it to use all that knowledge that we have learned from the Bible 
But the Holy Spirit has helped us to understand our flame grows brighter when we share. Because it's not just our flame now that's helping to penetrate the darkness. When we tell people, we make sure that they see the light and we don't hide it. Our flame, our light is burning brighter. When we tell others about following the light, our flame is growing brighter. Reward awaits all those who believe and there's a place in heaven but we are called to go out to tell the good news and to let the light shine. To be a torch bearer, a light bringer into the darkness. And so we're going to take this time, we're going to invite you in prayer. Fan into flame your light. Is it bright enough to penetrate the darkness? Is it lighting a path for children to follow? Is your life an example for them to follow? We're going to invite you just to take a moment in prayer. In a minute we'll have a song that we'll play. But just take this time to think about <clears throat> the finish line. And if you get there, what is waiting you? Ask God to be your strength, that he help you that he fan your flame to blazing, that, that he also be helping you, strengthening you, To be able to pass that torch, that light along to the future generations, to our children, to the youth here. That they too may be strengthened and encouraged by the examples they see. That they can go forth and let their light shine.
Heavenly Father, we come before you this day, Lord. We thank you for everything that you have done for us, Lord, for everything that you have given us, all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us, Lord. And Lord, we ask that you watch over us. Help us to fan into flame our torch, our light, Lord, that it may set an example. And help us, Lord, to do the same for the children. To lead by example, Lord, so that they may go forth and be witnesses as well, Lord, that they may go forth and share their light. And that we may encourage them and help them, Lord. That we may watch over them so that at this time, in this world, their lights can continue to burn bright and not be dimmed by the world around them. That we be preparing them, training them in your word and in your way. And Heavenly Father, we ask that you watch over us. That you keep us strong. And we just ask all these things. Through your beloved Son, Jesus. Amen.